It's pride season, y'all. Are you ready to show off your body loud and proud? Or is a massive bush holding you back? Our sponsors for today, Manscaped, want to let you know it's time to make your pubes pride parade ready. Manscaped is the world leader in below-the-waist grooming. Prep for pride with the brand new Lawnmower 4.0 and Ultra Smooth Package. Get 20% off plus free shipping using our code TAGS, T-A-G-S, by going to manscaped.com. What is going on? You are listening to Tags Podcast, aka Talk About Gay Sex Podcast. I'm your host, Steve V. This is episode 270. I'm here alongside Jeremy Ross Lopez. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Really, really good. It's like sweltering here on the East Coast. I don't know about you over there. In yeah, the it's yeah? super, super hot, and it looks like it's going back down at the end of the week, which is interesting. You know how this weather is. It's unpredictable. Absolutely, absolutely. Lincoln has the week off, but he will be back next week and joining us. But um, so, much, first of all, Jeremy, happy Pride Month, because I haven't spoken to you. I know. It. Happy Pride Month. It's exciting. There's all these good shows out and i just finished pose last night the finale was amazing okay don't tell me because i can't wait to watch it Uh, (laughs) super excited about that and yes and doesn't it feel like a deep refreshing breath of fresh air this time around if we were to look at last pride month a year ago it was you know shut down practically so it does it's also like when you watch the news i've been watching uh i'm not a big news person but i've been watching like Hoda and Jenna and some things here and there. And I love that they're interviewing people and like just bringing up pride on the news and things like that. Yeah, it's really great. And it's also just so nice coming off of being in quarantine and vaccinated and all that stuff. Yeah, you're right. It used to be like every store on the planet had some pride flag going on in the last several years. But I've seen so many profiles on TV. So it's really nice. It is. Including... Our first story, Pride does exist in East Texas, one cookie at a time, wrote Buck Jones in a new Instinct magazine article. He writes, sometimes love wins even in rural Texas. For many of us, when we see new headlines emanating from East Texas, we see few signs of hope, of inclusion, or of love. Instead, the memory of the horrible lynching of James Byrd Jr. in 1998 still resonates with so many, and it is a region of small towns and small minds. Well, at least that was true up until this past week, when a bit of pride miracle manifested itself in the form of a sugar cookie. That's right, a cookie. So the story begins on June 3rd when two sisters, Miranda and Dawn, who run the local bakery Confection Cookie Art in Lufkin, Texas, they posted on their Facebook profile a photo with the message supporting LGBTQ pride. And these cookies are heart-shaped with uh, glossy rainbow-flagged frosting. They look delicious. I, I want love one right that. Now. That's so fun. Yeah, and so nothing salacious, nothing even remotely controversial, unless you are a hate-filled homophobe, which apparently there are in abundance in East Texas, writes this writer, because that same day they received countless hate messages and several big orders were canceled. So, well, as 
anyone who has ever lived in a small town, this writer attests to news traveled fast, and soon the little bakery was overwhelmed with people offering to help donate, to buy the canceled orders, and the owners were a bit overwhelmed, suggesting that if anyone wants to donate, to please give to the local animal shelter. And they raised 1800 overnight. And by the next day, the bakery had people lining up around the block to show their support, buying cookies as fast as they could make them. Isn't that really awesome story? Like It um, is. It's such a great way of like just bringing that pride to the community. And it's exciting for them. I'm sure they... Uh, the outcome is amazing and the energy is probably amazing. There's so many stories of hate that we see often, as you were saying in the news, you don't watch a lot of news, but if you even watch a little bit of it, there's, I mean, we're reporting on some stuff throughout this episode. And when you, even in this story where there was hate, there is totally a great outcome of people are, coming together in solid units to right. show like, uh-uh, that is not going to fly with us. Mm-hmm. And where hate came actual business for these two women who were really just showing, I mean, I don't, th- I got the feeling that these two women aren't, don't have a political slant. In fact, the whole, the whole notion that they were just please donate the money, give it to the local animal shelter. <laughs> really, we're trying to just do something under the radar, but kind of like, hey, we want to just show support for Pride Month, like yep. we we're talking about. And all this ensued, but then all the business ensued too. So it's kind of it's kind of a nice story, a good it is story. definitely. Well, moving on, Ricky Martin has gone on record to say he's worried he's not getting work these days because he's gay. And he's been opening up about, I guess, sort of this disappointing lack of acting offers coming his way. You know, you remember, Jeremy, he was in the assassination, Gianni Versace, um, which came out in 2018. Yes. He, he played Gianni Versace's lover, model, and fashion designer, Antonio D'Amico. It did actually earn him an Emmy nomination for Outstanding Supporting Actor in a Limited Series, which I remember you saying you didn't really love his acting. Is that true? I didn't. Yeah, he just wasn't my favorite one out of like out of the the cast on the show and I did feel like I don't know, it it didn't seem like any of the focus was on him, so maybe that's why I just overlooked it, but I'm definitely like him. I love him, and I guess he was speaking, he's 47, he was talking to People Magazine, saying how much he loves acting, he's kind of waiting for those scripts, to great scripts, he says, I can play gay, I can play straight, I can play a serial killer, he even says, I can play Latin, but I can also play European, I'm ready, just give it to me, man, give it to me, oh, I'd (laughs) like to give it to Ricky Martin, heartbeat, but... Uh, he goes, I, I don't know if I'm not getting parts because I'm gay, but if that's the case, it's really sad. And I'm going to keep working until life is different. Uh, he was in Broadway's Evita and he's done a stint on The Voice. And I think he was a, a judge on Drag Race, I remember. Oh, he was? I didn't know that. Yeah, I think the premiere episode of last season um, oh, okay the last season that just wrapped up he was one of the first judges i believe and it was exciting to see him on there 
he but he also went on record saying that he still feels a little PTSD post-trauma syndrome from the time he was on Barbara Walters back in 2000 when she he felt that she was he was she was trying to out him during that interview and he wasn't ready at that time to kind of come out so I don't know in a lot of ways I can feel for him because in 2000 it wasn't he wasn't ready to come out and she was really pushing him he's since obviously feels very comfortable being out I don't know do you think think there's still a stigma towards gay actors playing you know getting roles i think that it's it really depends on the actor themselves and i feel like i wish that it there wasn't i still feel like there is a little bit and i do think that they are compartmentalized for certain roles only and i feel like on the flip side uh heterosexual straight males cis males are used for any role so they can they a lot of times they're hired for gay roles and straight roles and so i feel like it's it is still a stigma for gay men to play anything else uh and i definitely think that that hasn't gone away and i think that that's i'm sure what he's experienced just from trying to get into acting and uh, getting out of the music scene in general. I mean, it's a tough one, and he clearly wants to do it all. I mean, if anyone remembers, he was in Menudo back in the years ago. He got his start, boy band group. And then after that, I remember him on General Hospital. But I don't think you get to show your acting chops so much on a you no, know, not a, on a, a soap, soap opera. opera. <laughs> and yes, he was in Evita, but a lot of people often liken when you're a performer and you're in a musical that, you know, that's not, it's easy for you to do that because it's mostly singing. So the one thing he is known for is that Gianni Versace tale, which, mind you, he did get nominated for. And in Hollywood, that's often a big factor i don't think he won but he was nominated and of course it's better if you win Mm -hmm. but i guess there's just not a lot of examples of seeing him act and maybe that's another reason that people are sort of like on the fence with him i know two things though he's one is he he is about to start embark on a fall tour with enrique iglesias so oh wow he's that's going to be a major market tour particularly coming out of the pandemic Mm -hmm. so he's not giving that up um i don't know maybe he needs to go to acting class more or something (laughs) (laughs) but yeah um i mean it sounds like he's doing the uh dabbling in a bunch of different things which is great and cool uh i'd just be interested to see what acting has in store for him yeah it's it's interesting, though, because if we were to just do a counterpart on his Puerto Rican, not real sister, but Jennifer Lopez, your favorite, mm-hmm. she kind of took a lot of different roles and has managed to juggle both. Now, she's a straight woman, so I'm wondering if she's had a lot more easy time with that um, than, say, Ricky Martin. Who, right. Um, but... Here's a question for you. Did you watch Halston on Netflix? I did, and I finished it. It's so juicy, right, about the legendary designer Halston in the 70s, 80s, and 
even early 90s before he passed. It is. Uh, I had no idea um, just about his past and everything. Of course, I know the name and I knew his dresses and stuff. Oh, my God. It's so juicy. If you haven't seen it, this is a great Pride Month series, limited series, I might add, to watch because I think it's only six episodes, but you'll learn about his designs and how he became, worked his butt off to become an American designer and changed the, changed the path, really, wouldn't you say, of from the 60s into a more luxurious, flowy 70s look. Definitely. And, of course, there's tons of drama and, and sex, Studio 654 and drug use. But Ewan McGregor plays Halston, and he's a straight man. So I was talking to our other co-host, Cody Maurice Doggett, and he actually didn't like the fact that it was a straight man. But I, I honestly didn't mind it, and I thought Ewan really got the voice down. I think it didn't bother me as much. Did it bother you that Ewan McGregor was a straight man playing a gay legend? It actually didn't. I actually found him brilliant in the part, and I thought... He really nailed it. And once I, so I always find out things from like the backwards way. So I watch the newest <laughs> thing and then I do my research and I watch videos of like old interviews of Halston. And it was interesting to see he really got that character down pat, down to the voice, down to the mannerisms, the way he dressed, the way he carried himself, the way he spoke. It all, I think, he overall is just an excellent actor, in my opinion. And I thought he really did very well at the part. I agree. I agree. And yes, I mean, of course, if there was a gay actor to play it. But I just think he was the best one to to embody Halston. And that was a tough character, I think, to get in that man's mind, as you can see in the story. I can't highly recommend it enough, Halston on Netflix. It's juicy, it's sexy, it's so much. You're kind of like living for it every moment. So mm -hmm. highly recommend that. Moving on, though, we've got to talk about this story. Um, a Texas man pleaded guilty to federal hate crime charges after using Grindr to target gay men for carjacking and kidnapping. It's so what? sad because, you know, we talk a lot about these stories. I feel like almost every week there's another story of people praying, using the apps to pray and target gay men. And this time came from a 22-year-old Dallas, Texas man who pleaded guilty to a slew of charges, including federal hate charges, and admitted he and his co-conspirators used a gay dating app to target gay men for violent crimes. The man's name was Daniel Jenkins, and he admitted that he and other men used Grindr uh, to lure men because of their, quote, perceived sexual orientation. He, they would take them to this abandoned apartment complex uh, and others around Dallas, actually. The crimes took place over the course of about a week in December of 2017. And it include, included things like kidnapping, carjacking, robbery, hate crimes, according to court documents. And this guy Jenkins admitted he and his co-conspirators held people against their will held victims at gunpoint, forced them to withdraw money from ATM, and stole their property, including their vehicles. 
He also told authorities that one of his co-conspirators had attempted to use an object to sexually assault one of the victims, and one of his co-conspirators had wiped human feces on at least two victims, which Uh is awful. Um, And he admitted that he and and those guys physically injured at least one person. They taunted the victims based upon the conspirators' perception of the men's sexual orientation. Um, This guy is going away for, I believe, 26 years, thank goodness. And just kind of getting a few more things here. Um, Yeah, I mean... It's so sad when you hear something like this. I'm glad he's caught, but we talk so much, Jeremy, on the show about, you know, being really careful when you meet somebody. Um, and it's one thing in, in our big cities, but honestly, this was Texas and, and one of the bigger cities, actually. Uh, so it wasn't like a small one. But when you hear something like this, what are your first thoughts? And what do you want, like, our listeners to know so we you know, can kind of help people not have to be victims to these hate, horrible, heinous hate crimes. I would just like really put feelers out there. And I, I don't know, I'm, I can't give like professional advice because it's just such a, you're always putting yourself at risk. So there's part of a risk that's enjoyable. And there's a part that it is like gut wrenching at the same time. So it's like, it, I don't know, it's, you're always putting yourself at risk when you're making choices. And so I guess go with your gut instinct would be advice that I would give. And also I just as of late, like being in Massachusetts and stuff, ask people for new pictures and to FaceTime. And if you're going to invite someone over, I would recommend trading numbers and I don't know, just really kind of solidifying that they're, that real person and I don't know just getting somewhat of a little bit of a feel for who's coming over and who you're going to invite into your space and just your well-being and then if you get a weird vibe I would say just don't go with it and don't go at all and also some people like to take the risk and go and I would say if you decide to really make the decision to inform a close friend, a girlfriend or a guy and just someone close to you that is would be on the lookout. Yeah, we were talking about this recently in one of the shows and share you can share on find my phone. Right, your location. That's what a lot of my uh, my cousins do. They share their location if they're like going on a date or just sleeping over someone's house and just making sure that someone's okay throughout the night. And listen, I was initially, when I first heard about this, and things I've always said, you know, I'm not always on the apps that much. And as things are opening up here around the country, actually, but particularly here in New York, I'm back to going out to some of my favorite spots and new spots, and I'm meeting people. So my initial response was, you know, start going back out. Things You can start meeting people, guys and such, in the bar situation because they're all opening up but I had to kind of check myself because not everybody can go out not everybody lives in a place even you yourself right now right don't live in the most I mean I'm how many bars are there Jeremy <laughs> where you many. live you right yeah so I mean 
I had to kind of check myself in that part. Um, but back to, you know, there's one thing you can do though, where there, you can always meet somebody in a public setting was some advice that we were giving on a previous episode. It may have been tags live where Cody, where he actually met his, uh, he was dating a lot during the pandemic and ultimately Mm -hmm. met his boyfriend, but he would meet guys in a public setting and that was sort of mandatory and along with a lot of the great advice that you gave like facetiming to see an actual face and see the vibe you're getting or simply send face pics and seeing the vibe that you're getting but if you are going to meet we were reporting on in atlanta where guys were getting in other guys cars Mm -hmm. and then being driven away to like remote places and even if you did have find my iphone on or find tracking it's you know if if that person is really good at what they're trying to accomplish they might confiscate your phone they might throw it out the window right and i just think that if you could meet in a public place for the initial meeting to see what vibe at least you're getting and where there's people around you, you can at least then make a little bit more informed decision. Right. We both, Cody and I said, don't get in someone's car <laughs> ever. And because that's just not ever a good thing. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. And you don't have a lot of control in that situation. So I think that that's where it ends up putting you in a vulnerable state. And when you're at your most vulnerable, that's where you can put yourself in danger. Correct. Hey guys, your buddy Steve V here, host of Tags Podcast, letting you know that with Pride season here, so many of us having a hot Vax summer, I'm so excited that I am ready to go. My gym's been opening up, so I'm getting my body together. But you know, so important to me is making sure I don't have extra pubes growing in areas that I don't want them to. And I can tell you my favorite products right now are Manscaped Lawnmower 4.0. I keep it right, not by the shower. I take it into the shower because it's waterproof and I trim away. It couldn't be easier. No more using that rickety old clippers and having to plug it in. Nope, I do this right in the shower, and it's so convenient. My other favorite package right now is the Ultra Smooth Package. Now, let me tell you about my favorite products. They have a package called the Ultra Smooth Package, starting with the Crop Exfoliator. Now, this is just a great exfoliation to prepare yourself before you shave the balls, and I'm talking about the ball sack area. The crop exfoliator is gentle, but will help prevent ingrown hairs. The crop gel is what I use to actually shave with. From the aroma to how it glides on and works really nicely with the crop shaver. Now, why I love the crop shaver is not only does it have three blades, But it has precision blades and a pivoting head, micro comb bar, extra ride lubrication strips, really thoughtfully designed too. I love that you can grab it and it feels good in your grip. 
Love this thing. All of this you can get in the Ultra Smooth Package by Manscaped. Well, Manscaped is the only brand dedicated to below-the-waist grooming, and their brand-new shaving tools just dropped right in time for the Pride season. So I told you about the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer. It's available. It's got 7,000 RPM trimmer featuring skin-safe technology to keep your balls in check. And the Lawnmower 4.0 gives you the ability to turn the 4000K LED spotlight on and off when needed for a more precise shave. Get this, get 20% off plus free shipping with the code TAGS, T-A-G-S, by going to manscaped.com. Again, 20% off, free shipping with our code TAGS, T-A-G-S. Go to manscaped.com. Prune your pubes for pride season with Manscaped. All right. Well, since things are kind of opening up, there's a new story out that I wanted to talk to you about, Jeremy. And doctors are fearing a huge spike in STIs after this pandemic. It's been like this rude awakening. Well, according to a new study, uh, cases of sexually transmitted infections including chlamydia and gonorrhea, could soon spike as the COVID-19 pandemic winds down. As we're heading what the media has referred to as a hot vac summer, is what we've been talking about, (laughs) experts are worried, though, that STIs could return with a vengeance. Researchers analyzed positivity rates based on data from over 18.6 million tests performed across the U.S., uh, from January 2019 through January 2020. And what they found was for both chlamydia and gonorrhea, both of them hit their lowest points in early 2020 when cases of COVID were on the rise. That's particularly significant as cases of chlamydia, gonorrhea, and syphilis nearly quadrupled between 2015 and 2019. And far fewer tests were performed as health practitioners were busy with battling the raging COVID pandemic. And there's another story I was going to talk about, too, about HIV rates, because the same type of machines I was reading in this article, there's just been more emphasis on COVID and finding out about that, that HIV, they haven't looked so much into it as much. Mm-hmm. Well, the implications, there may be, there may well be plenty of infections that testing isn't catching. That means we might soon be in for a rude awakening as the pandemic slows. At a high level, the study finds that STI testing dramatically declined and never fully returned to pre-pandemic levels between late February and late July of 2020 likely resulting in higher positivity rates and a strong likelihood of missed cases, particularly in asymptomatic but potentially infectious individuals. And so there definitely needs to be more analysis, but the warning is for the potential sexual and reproductive health implications that can be expected from the overall decline in testing and potential missed cases. I don't know. You, we always talk so much, and you always talked a lot about when you were on the New York. Um, what study were you on, Jeremy? The NYU uh, prep study. So when it had first uh, came out, and they were doing testing for it, and it was routine six months testing. So every six 
to eight months, we would go in and answer like a few hours of questions. And uh, they also added where you frequent and they sent us out with a tracker to see just that added to the study of where you frequent uh, certain days of the week and just things like that. That was what I was part of at the time. And it's interesting because over the weekend I was looking at, we shot a Tags TV pilot that I've talked about and good news on that front, hopefully good news to share uh, in the coming months. But I was watching one of our questions from our audience members and you gave some really great advice. And the question was with kind of what we're talking about with STI rates going up on prep, what's your recommendation? And your recommendation, Jeremy, to this uh, mm-hmm. studio audience member was to simply get tested more, more than the three-month mark. And I know we've talked about it on the show before, but it really is good advice. And I just got my test um, the other day to re-up my three-month mark for prep, mm-hmm. generic prep, because that's what my insurance is giving me right now, which is all good. And I, I only took the three month mark to get retested because I hadn't had many or if any sexual mm-hmm. encounters in the last three months. So to me, I felt like I can wait the three months, but in other times, like your advice, I have gotten tested more often than not, depending on what I had done. And if I had had a lot more oral sex or had my ass eaten more or either way, mm-hmm. I felt the need to get tested a little bit more often to catch something. And that's essentially what you were saying, right? Is Yes. Yeah. And I think that your doctors and the recommendation is three months. And during this whole pandemic, I think... This article is also insinuating that people are maybe going to start kind of that roaring 20s and be making up for lost time for not having much sex. Do you feel that that's going to happen? And and then what, what about yourself? I mean, I think it will definitely happen for certain people just because everyone has been cooped up. And I know that drives certain people nuts. And I, I myself have been definitely extra horny and just like on the apps longer than usual and you know when you just waste like a long period of time just surfing and just for nothing it ends up being that and then I told you that I joined OnlyFans and I uh, had followed a bunch of accounts and so I've definitely been on high alert too not that I've been physically sexually active but like masturbating routinely and all of that fun stuff uh and i definitely think that it will be on a case-by-case basis that some people will go balls to the walls and others will ease into it slowly i think because some people are a lot more cautious than others uh, but i think that everyone's yearning for just being physical with other human beings that they weren't with this all this time 
from a hug to right, to actual fucking and everything in between. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and in a little bit, um, we're going to share with you, Jeremy has an interesting story of a guy in his neighborhood. We'll talk <laughs> about that in just a second here. But before we get to that, related to kind of what we're talking about, there's this company, Mister um, M-I-S-T-R, provide, proving that guys in tech can still be easy on the eyes, writes this article by... Ramel Reed, no insurance, no problem. This online platform is helping to provide HIV preventative medication and STI testing to those who have faced hurdles when it comes to medical insurance. And Mr. was founded by entrepreneur Tristan Shoecraft and was launched in 2019 as a gay-owned and operated company. The telemedicine platform brings doctors, pharmacists, and problem solvers together to make prep available to all who need it. I love this. That's great. Um, yeah. Shoecraft is from Agora Hills, California and brought on another California native to help run Mr. and make it the success that it is. And while Shoecraft is busy being the CEO of the company and securing partnerships across the country, Courtney Robert serves as the director of operations at Mr. They're both hot and sexy. And I love this. And what I love about it I can post this on tagspodcast.com if you're interested in hey in Mr. M-I-S-T-R or follow them at Hey Mr. M-I-S-T-R. What they do is, you know, we take for granted that, you know, my insurance now covers it. It's like I said, it's a generic version. When you lived here in New York, you were on the NYU study, so you got it for free, correct? Mm-hmm. By participating yeah. in the study. Mm-hmm. We've also talked about in big cities like New York, and I would imagine other major cities that you can often get it at big LGBT centers, and it's been made viable. But, you know, we forget about the South and other rural parts of the country, particularly I mentioned the South, because their HIV rates are higher than other parts for many reasons that we don't have time to get into on this episode. But I was just reading a whole article on this. But I think if you live in a rural area, much like what we were talking about, about not having like a lot of bars, and what if you don't have access or the means right now to have insurance, and yet you're still, and you're going out, it's a hot back summer, and everyone says, play safe. Well, it doesn't always work out that way. I think what these guys are doing with this mister is they're really bridging that gap and helping guys get prep. What they're also doing, Jeremy, is the thing that we were just talking about on having being tested every three months, they can set it up so that they'll send you an at-home HIV testing kit so wow. that you can test at home and then get your results and then do a, I guess, a seminar, web seminar with one of their, I don't know if they have doctors or who's giving you the prep, and then you can keep your medication. This is really cool, this service that these guys are offering. What are your first thoughts when you hear this? I think it's like a brilliant idea, and I think it's really great, and it really poses a great opportunity for just people that can't get it as easily. And like you said, even in more rural areas, my uh, gay cousin was just, he asked me about it because he wanted to go on it and he was interested about just the logistics and I have a lot of knowledge about it because I've been on it for so long. And he 
had to go to a specialist here. He had to be referred to a specialist here just oh, wow. to get it and like just to get the testing and sign up for it and all of that stuff. Oh, wow. See, so yeah. this is a really great uh, innovation that they've started. Yeah. And again, I'll post this on this article with the link to you can follow Hey Mr. on Instagram, M I S T R, and look more into this. But I think, yeah, to your point, and what they're doing is great because I think sometimes we take for granted that it's just readily accessible everywhere. And it's not, and it's expensive if you can't afford it. Um, right. So, good kudos to these guys. Taking a quick break here from Tag's podcast, but since it's Pride season, showing a little love and support for a fellow podcaster, this time it comes from Sex with Strangers. On the Sex with Strangers podcast, we explore all facets of human sexuality, from the incredibly serious to the delightfully silly. Would you like a spanking? <laughs> I think I'm good, um, but I appreciate the offer, you okay. know? I You're... mean, you can, you can let your sins to continue go unpunished if that's... I, I think I would like that, actually. <laughs> I would like my sins to, to go unpunished forever, to be honest. <laughs> You've been fucked with a mask on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. You know, that's the first time I've asked that question, which it feels like it's been a year. What have I been doing? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. The latest episode of Sex with Strangers is all about gay porn and features some of the biggest names in the industry, including Sky Knox, Josh Brady, Damian Dragon, Dante Cole, and 2021 Gay VN Performer of the Year, D'Angelo Jackson. So check out episode 58 of Sex with Strangers, Sex with Gay Porn Stars, hosted by me, Chris Soa, wherever you find podcasts or at sexwithstrangersshow.com. Sex and leather is a lot of fun, and if you haven't done it, you should because it's a lot of fun. It's like you could be like one of the ugliest people on the face of the earth, and leather makes you look hot. It, it really does. All right. Well, as I've talked about on this show, I was on the Wendy Williams show the other day. I know you saw it, Jeremy. I did. I loved and, it. In Ask Wendy. And before we get to just a little bit of that, because we talked about it on Tags Live the other day, I won't bore you again with that whole segment, but... I had to talk to you, fashion guy, Jeremy, about, of course, I had to go on the YouTube channel for Wendy Williams, right, to see, oh, they posted the video there that I'm on. And I w wanted to read the comments. There was one guy that said, Who's, who is this guy and what's his podcast? And so, of course, I responded, being the shameless prom promoter that I am. <laughs> but in addition to that, another guy was said, did anybody notice that the red-orange blazer guy's jacket was way too small and was fastened by a rubber band what? and was trying to make a mockery out of me, which, of course, you know, I, I read it, like, at night, too, which I was ready to <laughs> oh, clap <God>. back, <laughs> which I don't always do. Sometimes I do, but we don't get a lot of those, but this was on the Wendy Williams YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. So I had to clap back because I know you know, Jeremy, that blazer that I have is L'Enfant. <laughs> I know. I love that blazer. And it's not a rubber band. And it's a so I did. I said, first of all, it's not a rubber band. It's a ribbon made by the designer that is supposed to go from the hold and connect. That's the whole point of the right, blazer. It's like a toggle situation. So they should just go. Yeah. And I said, and by the way, it's shit. red. <laughs> so <laughs> and then he had 
three comments to clap back at me that don't take this too personally. I worked in fashion. I know ribbon or rubber band, tomato, tomato, the thing doesn't fit and went on like this whole tirade and like, and I was like, it does fit. It's l'envant and it fits perfectly. And I, I don't know. That's where it ended right there. But um, I know you know that blazer fits me just perfectly. I mean, I of can't gain an inch in it, but it fits the way it's supposed to fit. Yeah. Too funny. The other funny thing about it was I was on the street yesterday with my friend and this uh, black woman, she says, were you just on Wendy Williams the other day? And I said, I was, I was. I was. So that was a lot of fun to hear that. And lastly, um, my the advice that Wendy was giving to me was about a guy in my building. I had already dated a, a guy in my building last summer. It didn't ultimately work out, but we're actually friends. And in fact, he was with me at the Wendy Williams show. We're that good of friends. He's dating somebody new. And it just turned out to be a good thing that we're better friends. We're kind of, we call each other Lucy and Eth- Ethel now, where I go over there <laughs> with my coffee, we catch up, we go shopping together. It's a lot of fun. But there is this other guy that you once gave me advice on that is in my building that I should just ask to the rooftop. And that's who I was referring to. Oh, okay. Which against Wendy's advice, I think if nothing else, it could just be friendly because I think he's got a nice demeanor and mm-hmm. I might just ask him for drinks, but not so romantically dating, just kind of like, cause he's, I don't, I get that he's just a nice guy. So if it turned into more great, but I think it's going to be la la la, you know, easy breezy. Mm-hmm. But you were telling me offline that in your neighborhood and uh, with your mother's wishes, there's a guy that you ran into that has a dog that moved here from San Francisco. What else can you tell us? Yeah. So I, he would always walk by. We just moved into a new house a few months, maybe like six or eight months ago. And uh, he always walked by. And my mom's like, he's definitely too cute to be straight. And, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't, I don't think so. And whatever. So uh, then I, of course, went on the apps late at night. And he hit me up and was like, oh, you're so cute. I always see you when I go by. Ooh. And, and so I was like, well, first of all, do just... you find him cute? Yes, I do. He oh, is God. very cute. Yeah. Uh, so I went over for drinks and then I also just. Oh, did a... you did go over. Yeah, I've been over once before. And then but I have taken like a long period of time and I'm glad that he's not mad at that where I've just been like only spending time with family and also being home a lot. And so he just recently invited me over now that the weather's getting better for drinks again. And I'm like, yeah, I'll take you up on that sometime. And what I did that was kind of a ballsy move is the second time I saw him, I invited him to like a big family party. Oh. And he actually got along with everyone and was a lot more just talkative and more outgoing in the group setting, which was really nice to see. So that's that on that. I love that you're because like myself, when, when it's really kind of too close for comfort, in other words, he doesn't live in your building. You have a house, but he's in the neighborhood. You're going to see him out and about that 
maybe let's not rush into things like this. And what's and given the year that we've had, it's why not just invite them to daytime things or casual things like that. I love that. I think it's really smart. Yeah, it's so. it's fun and it's nice, and I'm keeping it at bay, and we'll see where it goes from here. I love it. I love it. Well, please keep us posted because we want to <laughs> report back on that for sure. I love that story. All right. And lastly, I couldn't help but in a social media era, you know, we're always building Tags Podcast. You can follow us at Tags Podcast, by the way, on Instagram. Well, there's this, the Sun was reporting on, this, by the way, has nothing to do with <laughs> gayness at all, but it, it's cracked me up and i think it would you too jeremy there's a french instagrammer and she was caught out by fans posting a picture of herself in business class but actually was flying in economy model and reality tv star (laughs) ocean el himer am i saying that right yes Something like that. I think so. She, she uploaded to Instagram of herself wearing a purple track suit, bottoms, and green crop jumper in the plush surroundings of the business class cabin. The influencer from Bordeaux, which I love, included the caption, next stop, Monaco. Of course, right? <laughs> Je fly toute la night. I fly all night. Unfortunately for Oshan, her pretense was exposed when a fan spotted her sitting in economy and upload not even economy plus, y'all, just economy, and uploaded a snap to Twitter. The fan captioned his picture with Oshan El Himer in Eco Mode, which is in economy. And mm-hmm. the star has blocked comments on the original picture now, but it has still racked up more than 100,000 likes. I have a lot to say on this, first of all, because you know that people love to come for people when they think they're putting on airs. And my first thought at first was, you know, she could have just been, you know how sometimes you walk on a plane and you have to walk through business class? And what if like sometime every time? Okay, every time. Yeah. So given the two, are you going to like wait till you get back to crowded, crowded uh, economy to take a picture? Or would you just take it? Well, hey, snap a picture of me real quick (laughs) here. And but I think people were the problem was then she had a picture sitting in economy. It's because I guess my point is it's not like she said always fly business class but the insinuation that she's coming from one bordeaux going to monaco and i can see where people and it doesn't look good if you're then in economy what were your thoughts <laughs> i just found it comical and i mean i could care less where someone sits on a plane correct i mean yeah i just don't take it that seriously and I mean, she doesn't look bad in the photo. It's just, it's funny that that situation happened. It's totally funny. I mean, I just, yeah, I think you and I have talked years ago about, we used to have friends that we would see at the airport and always in their social media, it was either surrounded by their Louis Vuitton bags Mm -hmm. or a constant picture sitting in business class. And we were always kind of grossed out by it. Right. Just like Mm -hmm. we get it. You flew business or first. And I mean, to me, it's more about the destination than how you got there. Like that's, I mean, don't get me wrong. If someone wants, if I'm flying business, I'm all happy for it, but you won't find me 
doing those pictures because I also fly coach. So if I'm in that, people are going to take pictures of you and just be, you got to be careful. It was just a funny, yeah, funny thing that I'm sure she wishes she didn't ever do. She should have just waited till she got to Monaco, really, to be honest. I know, right? You're going somewhere fabulous anyways. Right, exactly. And Or at least if she was really in there, sit down and tell her, <laughs> I mean, confiscate everyone's phone. I don't know. All right. Well, this has been so much fun, Jeremy. Definitely. And keep us posted on that guy. We'll do. That. <laughs> uh, you can always follow Jeremy on Instagram at J Ross Lopez. You can also follow us at Tags Podcast. And don't be afraid to DM us and ask for sex advice, relationship advice. We love to give solicited, unsolicited advice. <laughs> we do it all the time. So don't hesitate. Um, and yeah, join us for a new Tags Live this Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern time. We'll be live. All right, Jeremy, thanks so much. So much fun. Definitely. <laughs>